Welcome to IBM Full Stack, a place where tech innovators can learn how IBM business partners leverage a unique and diverse ecosystem to deliver amazing results for clients. Hear from both business and technical specialists on how the IBM AI applications portfolio enables smart solutions and seamless digital transformation. Welcome to IBM Full Stack, an informal podcast focused on enterprise asset management, real estate assets, and weather products. My name is Paul Gatland, and I work for the partner ecosystem at IBM. And today I'm joined from our partner, JLL Technologies, by Christine Horton, Head of Sales. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Paul, and nice to be here. Thank you. Before we start, I just need to say this podcast is a personal point of view. And today we're going to talk about IWMS or Integrated Workplace Management Systems. So, Chris, you know, you and I have been selling IWMS systems for longer than we care to remember. To start things off, just really wanted to have a chat around IWMS. Is it becoming less important than it used to be? You know, what's our thoughts on that? Yeah, well, my view is that the integrated bit in IWMS is less important than it used to be. I mean, if you look back over, say, the last 10 years, at the beginning, I think IWMS vendors were stressing the need for everything to be integrated into one database, you know, so the the usual arguments that that would avoid data duplication, inaccuracy, et cetera. And, And that was, if you like, a concept to sell the IWMS product or brand. But I think tech has moved on. And if you look at the tech landscape now in CRE, it is so much easier now to integrate systems together. In fact, you could argue it's imperative to connect systems together if you want a great employee workplace experience. Um, Because remember, there's only so much data anyway that you can always store in an IWMS. So if you do want to bring in other data from other systems, you need something beyond the IWMS. And and I think nowadays, in, in short, it's about the connected workplace. It's not about having everything in one single system. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would actually, Chris. And I think if you look at a lot of the projects that we've worked on, there's always elements of integration. But certainly, I think it's quite rare for an organisation to have no automation at all. You know, probably the biggest competitor, I think, that we tend to deal with is, is Excel, you know, spreadsheets. And spreadsheets tends to be the mainstay of a lot of real estate operation. But it's quite rare that we would put in a system in its entirety. It would be a section and then looking to integrate in with other systems. So I think you're absolutely right, Chris. Yeah, and I mean, it is quite common now for organisations to say, I want one common app to do a number of things. People want to bring all backend systems now together to create that employee experience, frictionless, connected workplace. I mean, integration isn't as scary as it used to be. I think it used to be quite expensive and more difficult, and the IWMS vendors were limited in perhaps in what they can do, but it's not like that anymore. And I think layering onto this, you've got the whole business intelligence piece, analytics, measuring footfall, occupancy, things like that. You need another layer as well. So if you want to deliver the metrics and data science that you can now with the BI tools. And and I think also, if you look at your connected home and you can control various automated parts of your house through an app, 
I think that's created an expectation by employees that if they can do that at home, then why can't they have similar functionality in the workplace? I agree. And I think they're right to make that analogy. And sometimes we have more of that clever tech at home, you know, with Alexa taking commands and doing things. That kind of concept is relatively new in the workplace. But it's the same concept, communicating with a back-end system to make something happen. No, absolutely, Chris. But yeah, I think with the automation and the AI, which I think is really what this boils down to, yeah, there are some commercial flavours of AI. I mean, you know, IBM, we've got uh, Watson Workplace and Watson as an application, which certainly provides, I guess, that enterprise level AI to organisations and employees. I can see that becoming more and more commonplace as time goes on. Just changing subject slightly around... CAFM, C-A-F-M. How do you feel that concept is that becoming outdated now in favour of IWMS? Can they coexist? What's your thoughts on that? I don't think it is outdated. I think people use that term still. And I think it's still relevant because there are new players uh, that have emerged over the years that focus on best of breed. They say, I'm not going to be an IWMS and do you know, space, real estate, portfolio, sustainability. I'm going to focus on one aspect of that, maybe space, uh, maybe even compliance, health and safety. Companies like Invida, Novolo coming into the market. So, and then that's just three. There are lots more. And I think they are occupying partly that traditional cafe space before IWMS emerged, but they're probably only doing a part of it. So, you know, call them best of breed point solutions, but they don't claim to do everything. There's less emphasis on the I or the integrated bit because the technology advances allow those best of breed solutions to work quite well in a lot of organizations. And I mean, we have many clients that don't standardize on an IWMS across the whole organization. They're using different products for different things. And I think that's right. I think it should continue. And I guess when you look at some of the larger clients, it's, it's more of a journey than a sort of a big bang approach. You know, typically we find that an organization will start with more of a tactical need and then gradually grow into more of a strategic solution later on. So in terms of the market, what I've seen recently in just the IWMS market is quite a change in terms of, you know, acquisitions, consolidations and so on. What's your thoughts on that? Because probably if you go back 10 years, the landscape then is very, very different to where we are today. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, I think there were more companies that were owner-led 30 years ago, maybe more, and it lasted the journey. And some of the products, you know, that we know and love today, like Archibus and whatever, have been around a long time and have sustained that journey. But what we've seen and continue to see is a huge amount of consolidation of suppliers, for sure. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, you've got MRI buying Manhattan. Um, Manhattan were bought by Trimble, all that business. And one of the features is that the private equity players have come into that market and, and are still there. That's really interesting and probably shows the maturity of the market that those equity players believe that there is and a long-term business to be built here beyond just lifestyle businesses, if you like. That's probably how it started off. I think it will continue. And I think overall, it, because 
it endorses, I think, the, the validity of the market when you've got those private equity money coming in. And it also it focuses the objectives of those companies that are uh, VC bank backed in, in a slightly different way to when things are overrun. I mean, like you, I've worked for very large companies, public companies, you know, smaller companies. And I think there's a maturity of thing going on here that you need to move to the next level in your company. I, I think you're completely right, Chris. I mean, if I go back probably to like the, the mid 90s, what you said was exactly what I experienced. And anyway, yeah, if you look at it now, it's very different. I think sort of IBM acquiring Tririga back in what 2011 was probably the first time that a large company had actually got into this space. But that now, when you look at it, most of the competitors are, you know, they've they've consolidated. They're a lot larger. Yeah, and although I know it's relatively new off the press, but, you know, Autodesk investing now in the Space IQI office partnership, I think that's a really interesting one because I had perhaps naively seen them as, as more of a something on their own, pretty agnostic to all the vendors out there. I think it's really interesting that they maybe are seeing a different path for themselves. Yeah, and I mean, Autodesk have been around pretty much as long as I've been in this industry. So yeah, th this is the first time that I've actually seen them taking a, you know, like a real positive step into this space. And I'm also looking in, if we look perhaps in the future, how the landscape's going to look, because I think I'll see some fairly significant change, you know, where we are in perhaps 2025, 2026, what the landscape's going to be like, you know, perhaps there'll just be two vendors and that'll be it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe there probably will be more consolidation because some of the smaller new ones that, that have come in, you know, what will happen with them? They might find that it will be better to join up with others uh, over time. And I think that's the sort of entrepreneurial spirit, isn't it? I think so. And I think innovation's great as well, because some of these smaller companies coming into the market add a lot of value and I think solve some problems that perhaps haven't been solved before. And I guess just to sort of finish off, and we can't not talk about uh, what's happened over the last 18 months with the uh, pandemic and so on. Certainly, we've seen a lot of return to work solutions. You know, what's your uh, experience on that, Chris? I mean, obviously, the pandemic has, has sort of upended a lot of things because there's so much focus over the last two years on what will happen with with return to work. You know, there's a lot of companies that are really focused on that single use case, if you like. When when my employees come back, how am I going to demonstrate to them that that the environment can be trusted, the well being is catered for, etc. So I think that's still going on now. I mean, well, there's a lot of Point solutions are quite cost effective as well for companies. They probably don't have a, an upgrade path, but they do that use case of I need to book a desk or I need to book a meeting room and all, all that kind of use case functionality. That I think will be around as organizations solve that issue of what has happened is that we've shifted from a employer centric workplace to an employee centric workplace. So it's now the onus is on the employer to demonstrate that the, what the employee experience encompasses trust, comfort, and well-being. And then beyond that, of course, on the employer side, they're trying to figure out how much space they need, whether their portfolio is right size. So all the market 
debate you've got about. It's all, I think, the employer trying to figure out what the future looks like for their portfolio. And this is where I think some of the new tech comes into its own. To take a couple of examples, analytics is there to give you those metrics on how your space is being used and how many people have returned to work and you know everything in between. I completely agree. I mean, obviously, the pandemic itself was pretty terrible. However, it has generated some innovation, perhaps from a head of real estate perspective. I think that's you know, the advantage to the employer is that if they don't need that space every day, they can work on a, on a rotational basis, then they can reduce their footprint. They could potentially the, the whole property portfolio. And as we know, property is the second highest cost outside of employees. So I think there's big savings to be made. Well, Chris, I'd just like to thank you for your time. It's been a really interesting conversation. Oh, thanks for having me, Paul. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. You have been listening to IBM Full Stack. If you want more information on how to join our tech ecosystems as a business partner, or if you have further questions about how IBM AI applications can help your business, please see the contact details in the description.